Uh, the first time we met Shiro and Washuka, when they came in, we had had several visitors with the same narrative. We have seen them. They come and go, you give them their email address, you do them proposals, and then they just disappear. I am Angela Washuka. And I'm Wanjiro Koinange. Welcome to A Palace for the People, a podcast about a library. This is episode two. So that voice you just heard at the beginning of the episode is Jacob Ananda. When we founded BookBank, Jacob was the head librarian at the Macmillan Memorial Library. He still is. Yeah, back then, when we started talking about taking the project on, we sat down with Jacob and we spoke to him for hours and hours and hours. They could come in even when uh, you don't expect times you have an appointment and they're like, hi, Jacob, uh, you around? So when can we see you? <laughs> at the time, around 17 people worked at the library. They were employed by the county government and we had to be sure that we were on the same page, that we understood not just the building, but the community we were entering. Like Jacob said, we were not the first people to come to Macmillan and suggest fixing it up. I've always been yearning to, to make a change in the library. So I thought, well, well okay, let, let, let's give it a try. Gosh, we will forever be grateful to Jacob for giving us his time. And during those discussions with him, where we were learning more about the library, learning everything we could, we found out about two other branches. You see, the Macmillan Memorial Library the mothership in the middle of town has two little sister libraries. When we decided to take on the restoration, we didn't know about these two other branches in Kaloleni and Makadara. Yeah, one day Jacob just randomly mentioned them. And honestly, at this point, the restoration of the Macmillan Library on Banda Street already seemed like a ton of work. But when we learned about the other branches, we decided to just go and have a look at them, just to see. We did, and oh my goodness. Right away, immediately, we could see the potential. Macmillan's two satellite branches are located in Eastlands. One's in Kaluleni Estate and the other in Makadara. Yeah, and they're both much smaller than Macmillan. And as soon as we saw them, we thought they could work really well as part of Bookbank's universe. But we didn't know much about them or their history. And this is where we were lucky to have people with institutional knowledge, like Jacobs. He knows not just about the libraries, but also the people they serve. Jacob grew up near the Makadara branch. Born and bred in Nairobi. At Mwani Hospital, uh, lived in Uhuru Estate, uh, schooled in uh, Dr. Livingston Primary School. And it was his school that first introduced him to the library. And everybody wanted to go to the library. At our primary school, we were taken to the library around uh, four to five. But Jacob's memories of the library weren't really that positive. The librarian then uh, were also very strict. So at times it wasn't very nice to go to the library. It's very hard to understand what a library is when you're a kid. So Jacob, wait. You go to the library and the librarians are kind of strict and you don't want to spend time there. How did you end up becoming a librarian? <laughs> uh, I did something else first. My mother used to be a vegetable vendor. So at times I could help sell uh, tomatoes um, uh, to the people around uh, where we used to live. So in the evening I could go and play football, and that was my favorite. 
Jacob was a really good football player, good enough to get on the Nairobi City Council's team. This meant he was first in line for council jobs. So he began working as a cleaner at the market. Coming in the morning, I do the cleaning. Then around afternoon, I leave to go for practice. And then after two weeks or so, then I was recalled back to the welfare office. His supervisor told him to report to the library on Banda Street the next day. And uh, because I knew Islands, I was not very conversant with town. Well, I knew town, but I did not know where the buildings were. Jacob went back to Makadara to the librarian he knew when he was a kid, the strict one. <laughs> we became friends because of sports. So he took me to Macmillan Library and uh, I met the then chief librarian and he told me, young man, can you clean? Can you sweep? I told him, yes. That is when I reported in Islam's library. That is where my journey began. Jacob began to love the library and was quickly promoted up the ranks. By 1996, he was the head librarian at the Kaloleni branch. Ah, uh, Kaloleni, what a place. It's a really special place. From its inception, the estate has been part of the fabric of Nairobi's history. Okay, my name is Opa. Uh, I was born in Kaloleni. Uh, went to school here in Kaloleni, Kaloleni Primary to be specific. And I uh, am married here in Kaloleni to a guy from Kaloleni. So you can call me Kaloleni. <laughs> this is Opa Onyango Agunda. She's an intern at Bookbank and lives in Kaloleni with her family. Uh, we are in Kaloleni. This is uh, Adele, come. That's my daughter, Adele. <laughs> Kaloleni estate was built during the Second World War, before Kenya's independence. Much of the labor for this came from Italian prisoners of war. The design is based on the School of Urban Planning pioneered by an American urban architect called Clarence Perry. Perry's designs of neighborhoods always centered around recreational facilities where the community could come together. So that was A, my place, and then this is B. So it goes in alphabetical order. Yeah, so from B there is a C. It goes round, so like Z is opposite A. It, it has gone to a circle and then ended there. In keeping with Perry's ideas, in the middle of Kaloleni's circular blocks of houses is an area for community use. Here's Tekla Muticia, a friend of Oprah's who joined us on our walk through the neighborhood. Now you can see how well it has been planned. Like, okay, those are bars where people can have the drink and stuff. The, the half house is right behind. This is the library, and this is the social, it's quite big, yeah. to that corner. And then from there to the, that end, that is the necessary school. There was a beautiful plan about it, a very beautiful plan about it. It was very well crafted. Oprah and Tekla remember using this public space a lot. Long time ago, not all households had a television set. So there was one there for everybody. So when it gets to around, is it, is it five in the evening? People would get there, the children would get there, watch TV, and then at till around seven-ish or something. Now, older people come there to watch news and all that. Right here, we used to... The government used to bring movies. Movies. Walking movies. Walking. And they would stop here, and children would gather there. And no one would really be worried that, oh, my child is not here. No. Apparently, you're watching a movie somewhere here. Mm. And when it gets to nine, we'll all go home. 
That is why I met Mr. Clint Eastwood. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is Buddy Spencer? I remember, you know, I used to follow my brothers, just like I told you. I grew up with boys. I used to follow my brothers. We'd come with these people and then we'd go back home safely. Yes. These days, Opa and Tekla say that the estate feels really crowded, with many families living in one house. And the houses at Kaloleni, while beautifully crafted and planned, are really small. Yeah, they are. The houses were built for soldiers who fought for the British colonial government in the Second World War, in regiments known as the King's African Rifles. They were intended as bachelor housing, not for an entire family. Over 300,000 Kenyan men fought for Britain in the First and Second World Wars, and Kaloleni was built to house some of those men when they returned. But most of the Kenyan soldiers who fought were never compensated, not fairly anyway, by the British state for their service fighting other people's wars. The estate is dotted with the memories of these men. That is why the market is called Bama 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 market. So the people who were going to fight were assembling there. It was called Burma. At that time, in the, in the 40s, those fighters were assembling there, so that area was called Burma, and so that market is Burma as well. The men of the King's African Rifles fought many battles during the Second World War. They fought the Italians during the East African Campaign and the Vichy French in Madagascar. But it was their battles against Japanese forces in Burma that many people remember here. Tekla and Opa point to the tall palm trees that line the streets. Oh, wait. I, th I think I've seen those trees. They're really large and they look so out of place. That's because they are out of place. Ah. Opa tells us the story of how they got here. Okay. What, what I heard is uh, from Tender Seeds. Mm. So the freedom fighters, the Africans who went to fight for World War II, they are those that didn't make it. So the ones that did uh, carried the seeds and came to plant them here in their honor. From, from the coast, they were using boats back, yeah? So mm -hmm. the areas, I think, along the coast, because these ones are mostly found in the coast. These are ten Along the coastal areas, yeah. the coastal region. Yeah. coastal region. After the King's African Rifles returned from Burma, where they had fought in a particularly grueling campaign, they arrived at the Mombasa docks, home. Finally, when some of them got to Nairobi, they settled here in Kaloleni. But as their families expanded, they quickly outgrew these structures. That makes sense because they were intended for single occupancy. Many of these men already had families back at home in the village or would soon start to build families. So they would need more space, right? Exactly. The families grew and the houses began to be passed down to subsequent generations. So they started adding extensions to the stone houses. Can you tell me some more about these extensions? So what most people do over here, they make extensions of the houses using iron sheet. So that's what we've also done, so that I can have a little privacy with my family. So I will take you to, to our room. So this is what we have. Me and my children and my husband is what we are managing for now. So you can see, I call it Nakumat. Nakumat was a supermarket that had all under one roof. So I have a bed here, a living room, and a small kitchen over there. Yeah, so that is what we are managing with for now. 
So right now I'll take you to my mom's where I grew up. And now there's one of my brothers who've been selected. That when my mom goes up country, everybody knows he's the one. So like you say, my, my brothers, instead of uh, moving out, they made these uh, their rooms. <laughs> when I came here 30 years back, I, Kaleni was Kaloleni. It was Kaloleni. Mm? It was clean. The, the grass was green. Mm? And uh, the workers used, uh, uh, every morning, they, 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 they collect uh, these papers. Eh? It was very clean. Eh? There was a, a, a tinga tinga which you leveled the, 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 the grass. Mm? I can was very smart. Oba remembers the Kaloleni Library to be somewhere she could go to study and have space in this close-knit, busy community. And next to the library was a Kaloleni social hall. Wait, I want to show you this photo. Oh yes, I remember seeing this somewhere. So I'm looking at a picture um, that's taken in front of the social hall and the library. Um, Jomo Kenyatta is standing on the left and his hands are raised in the air. He's jumping in celebration. And then next to him, there are these two other men who are also thrilled about something. They're hugging and they're jumping in the air. So these two, that one is Tom Boya. Oh. Mm -hmm. And the other is Moi Kibaki. Okay, nice. They're celebrating their victory in the 1963, I believe, parliamentary elections. Yeah, I remember I saw them come with the double-decker buses. I can remember even the songs. Kenyatta Haisha Vendera, Haisha Vedera, Neamarore Mazato, Haisha Vedera, Harambe, Harambe, Haisha. They sing Kikuyu and Luya, but we sang. I tried to get into the bus, huh? but they couldn't allow us to go in. My elder sister was a little bit big, so they went into the bus because they were going to Langata, where the flag was being taken. So they threw the sweets for us. That's Catherine Mahanja. She was born on the estate and is a tailor now, with over 20 grandchildren in Kaloleni. She's looking forward to them being able to use the library again. Like Macmillan, the Kaloleni Library had become run down over the years. This is a library next to a nursery school, but it didn't feel inviting for children. So rewind. Back to 2017. <laughs> when we first saw Kaloleni, we thought that this library, that was much smaller than the Banda Street branch, that was right in the middle of a neighborhood where kids need a place to study, that this would be the first library to renovate. It gave us a really good chance to test things out. We planned and planned and thought about Opa and Tekla and all the residents we've spoken to who shared the history of this place with us. From a planned city for bachelors to a busy community in need of more public space. We went door to door, we took surveys, we hosted community engagement sessions and we kept asking questions. And we used the resulting data to shape the future of this library. Can I just say that I am so happy that these libraries exist and I'm grateful that Makadara and Kaloleni came into the Bookbank universe and that they'll become the first libraries through which we can showcase our vision. The Kaloleni restoration was completed in June 2020 and we've just started work on the Eastlands branch in Makadara. Whoop, whoop. 
The Macadara branch is aimed at young adults and we're really excited to play with it. We're going to put in tons of art and tech. Shout out to the Nairobi tech space, we need you. And make it an inviting space for the neighborhood. Yes, like a palace for the people. Another palace for the people. You can never have too many. This episode was produced by me, Angela Washuka, Wanjiro Kwenange, and May Francis. Siokao Mutonga is our lead researcher and our resident queen of fact-checking. To donate or support our work, please visit bookbank.org. You can also find learning resources to go along with this episode at bookbank.org forward slash podcast. Tune in for our next episode, where we explore more of Nairobi's history. Most public spaces are currently closed due to COVID-19, but when they do reopen, you can visit all the branches Monday to Friday between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m., and 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturdays. We also give library tours, so do please visit our website for details. This podcast is supported by the British Council. Special thanks to Opa Onyango Agunda and her mother Cipri Natieno Agunda, Tekla Moticia, Catherine Mahanja, and everyone who spoke to us in Kalaleni. <laughs> <laughs>